Be following Willie Moore and Moore. Back in the NRL. There's Willie Mack. That's forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25-minute man. Plus. Oh, you got skills, son! Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for you. Welcome to episode number 23. Spring has sprung, Will. Mm. It's nice, isn't it? I've got the flamingos on. Beautiful day. Lovely 25. day. Might turn to shit because I don't know what's happened. I remember what, last Tuesday, it was, it was beautiful when we started filming. We walked outside. Out. It was fucking went from 22 <laughs> to 10 or even less windy and it even hailed on the way home. Hails. It hailed on the way home. Did it? It did for about like three minutes. It hailed, I swear. Yeah, right. I just don't leave the house anymore. I know, same. Um, mate, it's been a big week for uh, for Australian cultural cringe. We've all gone mental with Shaquille O'Neal, who is a legend, He's and a then legend, yeah. Hasbalah as well. Yeah, yeah we're not sure list- what Hasbalah does, but I know what Shaq does. Long and the short. So, mate, you actually uh, you were very lucky to go to the yeah. DJ set. I was invited there on Marquee on Saturday night, which was quite fun. Got to meet the big Diesel. He was always a, a hero of mine. Yeah, we, I mean, anyone who's my age, we all know Shaq. Shaq's the most dominant, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's he's the man. Like, he changed the game. They had to change freaking rings for him because he was breaking everything. Like, no one's seen anything like him. So, like, you know, you, you, you even though you're not a massive basketball fan, you know who Shaq is. I was you? then, though. That's yeah, but, like, he brought us all into it. Yeah, that yeah, Jordan, Shaq, yeah. all that sort of stuff. So, anyone who's our age loves Shaq. So, I heard that he was here. I wasn't going to get, you know, I wasn't going to you know, do too much. If I got invited to something or if I got, you know, an invitation, I, I would have went. You I heard you mean? slid into his DMs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I went to Marquee. Like, Chris Walker organised it all. Um, shout out to PointsBet. They did, um, they organised a lot of things. Andy, owner of SportsBet, great guy. So we went out on the Saturday and then on the Sunday we were in it um, down near the Rocks, at the Squire Bar. We had a few drinks there and then we got to meet Shaq again, sober. And then, uh, like, shoot some threes and that with him. Yeah, we didn't shoot. No one shot that well. <laughs> no one shot that well, I swear. But it was just good to just to muck around. Latrell was there. Gal was there. Both Trebojevic brothers. Uh, Tim Zoo was there. I think Timmy Zoo won. I think he killed it. A couple of AFL players. Um, he doesn't drink, does he? Tim Zoo? No, yeah. no, he was. He's there you fine. Go. So yeah, I was seen about three rings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Texas Chris Walker was passing it like a footy because he couldn't see anything um, but it was just good it was a really good turnout uh, and then after that we um, we kicked on and had a, we had a great night mate it was uh, it was good to meet him he was just a massive human but so much fun good energy he had a good crew with him like real hospitable and you know he just he hung around with us and you know got photos with everyone signed a heap what about I bought like uh, three proper basketballs from Rebel and Chris Walker Supposed to look after him to get him signed. No good. He lost him because oh. he was too pissed. <laughs> he goes, I don't know where the balls are. And I'm like, Shaq's just uh. there and he's fucking leaving. Oh. And he goes, I don't know where I put him. So we just brushed him. Proper NBA balls cost me 300 bucks for three oh, balls. I'm why? like, you're an idiot. Well, now your mates, you can slide back into his DMs again. Yeah. So, yeah. hey, Shaq. You've got to send me some balls. That would have been out because I know how busy he was. That was that only opportunity for us to get him signed because he was signing some stuff. I said, where are those balls, Texas? He's like, oh, what balls? I don't know. I was like, oh, I'm going to choke you. Anyway, I knew no balls signed. I don't know. Yeah, done. I was just sitting here on Sunday night minding my business watching the TV. It's been a couple of times now. My young bloke goes, there's Willie. There's Uncle Willie. I look across and I've rewound it. And I thought, and there's, and they're going, and you're sitting there in a points bet singlet, and I thought, he's had a couple here. <laughs> and then I didn't, he- I didn't hear from you. It was a one-word response on Tuesday. I thought, yeah, that was uh, a weekend. No, nah, it was a good weekend. I had a really good weekend. Um, one thing I wanted to get a shout out. I got a message today from one of the boys that was involved with that Poland rugby league side that mm-hmm. we went and supported. They got a game against South Africa um, up at Southport. I think it's the first time they've played since um, basically that tournament. So, wow, where's Southport? North. Brisbane? Queensland. Like the um, Goldie, I think. Right. I think of the Goldie. You so should go up there and watch. I think uh, <laughs> you'd do anything to get the Goldie. <laughs> but, but um, yeah, good luck to the Polish boys. I think they've got a new uh, they got a new coach and a couple of things. So anything that they can do that can sort of support these emerging nations to play is a good thing. 
Yeah, uh, shout out to a lot of the. Um, I've been sending some videos to a lot of uh, junior clubs. Macquarie Scorpions was playing my junior club. They were playing on the grand final. So a lot of young kids are holding their grand finals this week. Um, so if I don't, I'm, I'm going to try and, and send a video to to all the teams. But if I don't, like good luck this week. But I will I will send the videos to each club because they're all all in my um, DMs. There's about fifty of them. So I'm just like I'll try and get to all of them. I think they were last weekend. No, and there's, there's some this weekend. Oh, there's some this yeah, weekend. Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah well, right. I sent a heap last week. Oh, I did. did I sent yeah, a heap, yeah, but yeah. I know there's there's still some in there this week. So, thanks from last week, and I think this 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 week will probably be the older ones. I think it was like maybe from tens to fifteens. Yeah, and then I think fifteens and older this week. So, good luck to all the junior teams, and you know, like it was it's it was um, I just try and explain to these young kids like you know enjoy your footy while you can when you're young when you're fourteen. Because it starts to get a little bit serious, 15, 16. It's so, less um, fun then. It's, it's, it's less fun. It's a lot, less it's a lot more responsibilities yeah. and there's a lot more pressure. So enjoy it while you can, young kids. You um, you and G.I. and Joey did a, um, a video message for Finn and his grand final a couple of years ago and they got dusted by Concord. So maybe it's better you don't send the messages. <laughs> um, one thing I do want to talk about, I want to start with this because it's really annoyed me all week. So... There's always this sort of rugby union versus rugby league thing, and, and, and there's no question that rugby league is, in terms of participation and in terms of television viewers and whatever, it's 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 the superior game in Australia. In Australia, yeah. right? Over the like the worldwide, obviously, rugby union's huge at the moment. So Third most pl- played game, I think. It's, Soccer, yeah. cricket, union, and then sure. and, and cricket's just because of India, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Like if you look at number of countries, but so. They've come out and they've said that, and I don't know where these stories come from because I don't think that Rugby Australia is going to come out and say that they're going to give Joseph have, sorry, Sully. Have they said something that it's come from the ARU? Oh, look, I, Hamish McClellan, he's pretty good at getting headlines and he came out a little while ago and said that they would be looking at particular players that might bolster both for the World Cup in Australia in 27 and the Lions Tour in 25. And it was non-specific. I think they might have thrown up Matt Burton's name. Now, Matt Burton's not going to go to Rugby Union, but Joseph Suwali'i is an absolute superstar in the making. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a superstar now, to be honest. He'll yeah, probably end so. up playing I think he'll play. He'll make Australia the, he'll play, the he'll make, he'll, 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 he'll have to make a decision whether he's going to play for Samoa or Australia. He'll make both. So they look at this $10 million over five years contract that that's been thrown around the press. Let me just give people some understanding of rugby union contracts. Over in France and England, that's where the big money comps are, right? Yeah. So there's players that are on about the equivalent of about 1.3, 1.4 Australian. There's not many of them, but there's a few. Then you look at this contract. You're talking about a code that has basically only just come out of basically almost going under financially you're talking about them making a kid of 19 the highest paid player in the world by six hundred thousand dollars a year roughly and then you're expecting that this after they get out of the problems that they've had in the past financially that this is a good business decision anyone who made that decision should straight away not just be sacked from their job but they should be taken to the nearest nut house and locked up because that is the dumbest thing i've ever heard if i look at rugby union what rugby union has got now is a group of young kids that are coming through that have got skills and talent they just beat south africa on the weekend and what you're saying is we don't trust you that to me i just i don't know where these stories come from but from my perspective will throwing the farm at rugby league players does not fix rugby union and all it does now is it creates an environment where if I'm playing fullback for the Wallabies and they're going, I'm going to go and throw a billion dollars at this kid, I'm going, why don't I go overseas? I'm going to go overseas. I'm going to get paid more. Mm. I've, I've gone into rugby union and I've given my all and I've taken less money to stay with the Wallabies. And now they're talking about these league players. It's just wrong. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from, but I understand where union's coming from as well. I don't think they look at Suali'i as a league boy. I reckon they look at him as one of their own. As one of their own. Yeah. That just got, you know, we got we got him first. I'm, I'm thinking that's what they that's what they're thinking. They're like, we'll get him back. What does it take to get him back? Would it take two million dollars? Are they going a little bit too far? You know, like I understand that the kid is worth a hell of a lot of money. He's marketable. He's everything that you want from your young superstar kid. I mean, he's going to be probably arguably the best. What is it called? Like whatever Sonny Bill was in Israel Folau. You know, a code code, code hopper. hopper. He's going to be the best code hopper of all time. I think because the kid played from such a young age and he's an absolute freak, he's going to do whatever he wants to do. And if the ARU think that 
getting a kid like him can bolster the chances of kids who are just say 15, 16 now to switch to, to, to if they're in that position of like making either you know want to be a play league or want to be union. You know what I mean? Maybe if we can get a Suwali, they're like, oh well, I want you know I can play. I want to play union again because it's it's. I think we're we're sort of winning that battle where we're getting your best. We're getting union's best kids for sure, and it sucks. Because I think, obviously, like, rugby league is a breeding ground for, for young players. And I think what happens is our development is a lot better. It's a lot harder. It's um, – we take a lot more time into developing those young kids as players mentally, physically. So when they do decide to go back to union, they're already made men. Like, Suleiki goes to union right now. He's going to kill everyone. For sure. Do you know what I mean? So I think they, I think in, in, if I was a young kid like Suleiki, I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to the Roosters for about three years, hopefully jag a comp, play for Australia, New South Wales, and then I'm going to go over and play in the next World Cup. I'm going to play in the World Cup for a couple of years, and then I'm going to come back, and I'm going to do this, and I'm just going to keep going until I'm like 35, 36, and then I'll retire. So I think he's probably the only one who could probably keep doing that at, at the highest level. Do you know what I mean? So I'm not sure where – I don't know where the $2 million a year comes from. That's stupid. And it's not a fact, so I'm not going to say, you know, they're definitely going to offer him that, but I'm pretty sure they're going to offer him a fair bit. They, like, it'd be over a million dollars. Well, they should. I mean, they like he's, he's because the of, sort because of, of the marketability, the yeah. market marketability of that kid, and the way he handles himself as a young man, and the jerseys that will be sold, the name, everything like that. He's like so his IP, he's so impressive as a young kid. I think he might be worth about one point five to two Union because they're losing so many young kids, and it's like that kid's a superstar already in league, and money does talk. Well, the thing as well, like I saw, so Cameron Murray's name gets chucked around because Cameron Murray played Australian schoolboys out of Newington, which is one of the big rugby schools in Sydney. But what people don't realise is that Cameron Murray came across from Marcelin in year maybe 10, yeah, maybe after, 10 or yeah, 11. Yeah. So, but, but Marcelin's a league school. Yeah. So he grew up playing for mascot. He grew up playing rugby yeah. league at school. And then what happens with these with rugby league is they're going away from it a bit now, but... They can say to a kid from the country or they can say to a, you know, and they say, we're going to help your education. So we're going to send you to a really top Sydney private school, mm. but you're contracted to us now. Yeah. And so they're not rugby union or rugby league players, they're footballers. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, they have to make a decision. And what rugby union has done, which I think is smart, they've stopped anyone who's signed a rugby league contract who has signed. So if you're in year 12 and you've got a contract like Isaac Katoa, so he signed with the Dolphins, he couldn't play for New South Wales schoolboys or Australian schoolboys because he's chosen rugby league. So they're okay. not going to reward him. And I think that's a good thing because what you're enough. saying is you've made your choice. We're not going to give you the opportunity. So then you can't say that. Because that on your resume like, is massive. Massive. Is where, when you play, I played Australian schoolboys union. Well, that's massive on your resume because you could probably possibly go to whatever team you want really, can't you? Yeah, exactly. You know, which is pretty smart from union because they, they, they have been on the back burner for a long time yeah. with a lot of these kids using – the education system, the Newingtons, the like St. Joey's and all these great schools to get that great education and then just go, I'm going to go play league. Mm. And that's what's happened of course. It, for the and last, what, five to ten years. Because if I'm, if, I'm a, if I'm looking at sort of I'm in year 12 and I'm looking at where Rugby Union was five years ago and I've got like, – Angus Crichton's a classic example. The Waratahs come to him and they say, listen, you know, sign with us and – We'll put you into the pathways, the, you know, the Gen Blue pathways, and mm. you, you probably won't play for the Waratahs for three or four years because yeah. we've got to train you Shut up, and up. you can play shoot shield. And then Maguire goes, "We'll put you in first grade next year." Mm. What's he, what's a kid going to do? Like and he's ready, and he was ready for first grade. He was ready. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how could you say that to a kid who could play shoot shield? Now he should be playing for the Waratahs that next year, straight away, straight out of school because yeah. he's good enough and, and he's big lost enough. Him cause you know, of it, so. and and they and they've probably lost a heap of players like that. Yeah. You know, if they if they had a you know, I think they just need to fix that whole system, rugby union. Agreed. They do need to fix it. I'm not sure about the, the intricacies about it, or you know more than me, but they need to fix it. Otherwise, Australian Union. I know we're coming on that. We're on the up, aren't we? Yeah, definitely, massive, massive. You know what I mean? So, and that's what I think. If they can get a Suali'i and go, all right, well, this kid's willing to change from league, coming to Union, like then you're going to get these young Polynesian kids wanting to play uh, Union more than league. Yeah. You know, like, and I think I think they look at him as that person, that catalyst to go. All right, he's playing union. I want to play union. Do you know what I mean? Like, and mm. and he could be world famous in that sort of sport. 
can play wherever he wants to. So it's a big decision from um, from young Joseph. He can, I mean, he's put himself in this position by the way that he plays and the person that he is and the character that he has. But you know, he's played one year in. in well, it's his second year. This is his first year in um, in league full time. So and he's already taken up an option for next year with the Roosters. Yeah, so, so he's is- going to be he's going he's going to be there, and he's he's got time on his side. And I know that he's on a fair wicket at the Roosters. It's probably going to go up again next year. And then he can renegotiate. And from my perspective, if this is just a marketing tool, if this is just Rugby Australia trying to get themselves in the press, trust in your product, trust in the fact that you've got a group of young players coming through that can take you to the where you want to be yeah. and stop trying to get cheap headlines. Anyway, no, that's that my rant. pretty cheap if it wasn't. If, it, if, it's, if it's a load of shit, that's yeah, very cheap. Mate, Cameron Smith just signed with that... Um, LIV golf sign up for a hundred million. Everyone's blowing up. So I'd take the hundred million. If I'm Suwali, Suwali'i, take the two million a year. Take that and yeah. then just and then get injured and have three years off. Uh, so the other thing that was quite interesting, I found it quite interesting anyway, is the little Broncos implosions. They have obviously turned up some pretty dog shit performances in the last couple of weeks. They got pumped two weeks in a row at home, which has really put their finals. Their you can put a line through the Broncos, I think. They had much. everything on the line, that's right. They had everything on the line. They had everything on the line for the la- last two weeks. If they had a Jag one game, I think they'd be entrenched in the eight. They'd be all right because... They'd be all right. Yeah. But what the, what the worst case scenario was is what happened in the last two weeks. Getting dusted by 50 for two weeks in a row. Was it 127-point score or some oh, shit like ridiculous. that? Yeah, it was ridiculous. Like, come on, Bronx. Like... I get it. And what did, what did uh, the Pearl say? So Kevin Walters was understandably upset. Like you would say up until these last two weeks that the Broncos season has been a success coming from yeah. where they came oh, from. Top four most of the year. Top four most of the year. They get pumped twice. Kevin Walters has gone, I mean, he's had a little spray. He's a coach. He's upset. He's, you know, the, the human. So the Channel 9 and the Foxtel cameras show him blowing up, right? And they say, oh, there's Kevy having a blow-up. Anyway, reports start coming out that two players have got the little Suki Lala's because they, they didn't like the way. They didn't name them. So, look, it might be media reports, but, I mean, where they smoke, there's smoke, this fire. Of course there is. And Stephen Renouf has come out and called them soft, privileged knobs and told them to toughen up. Greatest tweet ever, if and that that's, is true. And I think that's being nice. <laughs> I honestly think that's being nice, Pearl. And Pearl is the most respected, just... He's that dude where he doesn't usually come out and say outlandish shit like that. So for him to come out there and say some stuff, you know, like I think that I think he's being nice. What do you call him? Privileged, like knobs. entitled knobs or something like that. Knobs uh, a word, isn't it? Will? Knob, yeah. No, I haven't seen him. Haven't heard of someone getting called a knob, knob for a while. No, you it's, know. So I think it's a. <laughs> he means he mean, obviously means a doorknob. Doorknob. He does. That's yeah. exactly. Of course. <laughs> Nothing else. You don't want a soft uh, knob. No. And I just think Kevy Walters is a very emotional person regardless of when he's coaching or not. You can see how when he talks when he talks passionately, he gets emotional. And the last two weeks, I mean, like he, he's had a great season of coaching. Everything everything's gone great for everything's gone great for Queensland this year. All the Queensland teams are going pretty successful except for the Titans. And the Broncos are going well. Everyone is expecting to be, be in the top eight. They're nearly they're prob- you could probably just rule a, you know, I don't think they're gonna make the eight now. Just yeah. rule a line through them because of their last two weeks. And that would make any man lose their shit, any coach lose their shit. All they had to do was like, even if they had got beaten, but just not by that much. Jag, one of those games. I mean, they had a hard, they had a hard run. They had, they had Melbourne, and they had, um, Para. they had had Power, two form teams. But they don't warrant, you know, for 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 what they've done all year defensively. What fifty? Was it fifty six or six and something? Yeah, it you know, was like a carve it, was, up. it was really it was just the carve up both games and, it's, and a lot of the, the the effort things that that Pearl would have been looking at and and Kevy Walters would have been looking at just wasn't there and what and what their standards are and they'll go through that like as coaches the standards and what they what their beliefs are and what their ethos is and all that kind of stuff they would have went through all that that's not how we perform why do we perform like that you start questioning a lot of things and then. You know, there hasn't been that many injuries. It's only Carrigan that's really been injured. I mean, suspended for the last, you know, yeah. three games. It's yeah. like, you can't put it all on Carrigan. No. He's had a, of course, he's had a great year, but you've got some other players there that are brilliant players. Katoni mm. Staggs, Payne Haas, Flegler, um, you know, Cobbo. Like, who are the, like, the Corey Oates? You know, they got, like, they've, they've got, got a gun side and they deserve, I mean, the coaching team and the Brisbane Broncos fans deserve more than what they've copped in the last couple of weeks. And if, you know, if I was an ex-player, it, 
you know, I'd be echoing the same as uh, the Pearl. So who's, like, looking back on your career, two questions for you. First question, have you ever taken a coach's spray, not directed directly at you, but just a coach's spray? Have you ever taken it personally? Mm. And the second question, who was responsible for the greatest blow-up you saw coaching-wise? Oh, I'd never take it personally. Because I would just always understand. I'm like, yeah, we deserve whatever whatever they're saying. We deserve it. We played awful. Mm. There's no way a coach would be sitting there yelling at you if you played disgraceful. Mm. You know what I mean? Like most coaches are pretty even keel. You know, you'd have to play really fucking awful for those guys to to actually blow up. You know, like like Bellamy looks like. I mean, we've cop sprays from him after Origin games, but it wasn't. You know, it was it was pretty warranted. Wayne Bennett, he can give some good sprays. Because you don't usually give you massive sprays. He's usually quite positive. So when Wayne says some stuff, fucking hurts. Yeah, yeah. And he will tell you directly. You know what I mean? He doesn't indirectly say anything. You know, if I stuffed up, Willie, you did this, this, I would never take it personal. Mm. I would never let, let it hurt my feelings. All I'd be like, all I'd be thinking was, well, I didn't play that good. Get along with it. Get over it. Get along with the next, you know, the next, the next week. How can we start the next week? I wouldn't be whinging to the media. I wouldn't be whinging to anyone like that. You'd probably you'd probably have a have a bit of a laugh between teammates going, "Fuck, that was awful." But what do you but what, what do you do about it? You can't control it's whatever that moment was. It's gone. That's what I always believed. That moment was gone. We had we had time to control that moment. We played awful. We got smashed. The end. And that's up to leadership. I think if you have great leadership within your team, team leadership, you can get through that kind of stuff pretty easy. Because what should have been happened after that, and maybe they did have that, was a team group, team or the leadership group and the team. No coaches, no nothing. Let the team sort it out. Mm. That's what you usually do when you're in good teams like that. All right, play. I mean, coaches, get out. Everyone, get out. Give me the playing group. We've got to get through this. Yeah. Obviously, because you get everything. You get all the coaches. You get whatever you want being an NRL player. You get every, all the best, the recovery stuff, the video. The, every, everything's given to you. It's just on a fucking plate. You just got to deliver on the field. Mm. and the only people that can get out of that, you know, you get the game plan from the coach, you get everything from the coach, you get everything from the trainers, you get the physios, you got everyone looking after you, and all your job is, is to perform for 80 minutes, and that's where, you know, good leadership comes in. You know, guys like Mel- Melbourne teams, Penrith teams, South, you know, all those great, all those higher teams, they have great leadership with their teams, with their with their leadership groups. That would solve a lot of that shit. Yeah. Yeah, so but but like most most coaches they have their little blow ups, but I would never fucking take anything like that personally. Who was the best blow up? You was there I mean, one that sticks out or Neil Henry had a couple of big ones when I was at the Cowboys, but deservedly slow. We we're playing shit. Do you reckon? Like, do you reckon Bellamy's a, Bellamy's an outlier, right? Mm. Like, but coaches yelling, it doesn't. If really the coach is coaching yelling, but if it's the coach, if the coach is like personally attacking you, like. And you don't really like that coach. I mean, Wayne Wayne Bennett has the, the credibility to absolutely tear shreds off you, You're not and he argue. and he barely does that. Yeah, like he'll just say, "You should have done this, Willie." You know what I mean? It wouldn't be like you played awful, blah blah blah. He said, "You should have worked on this. You should have done that." So only sometimes. This is very rare. He definitely mm-hmm. rarely ever points someone out, but if he has to, he will, because he shows. You know, he's boss. Other people look at that and go, fuck, he's having a crack at Mace or he's having a crack at Darius Boyd or Kurt Gidley or, you know, Alan Langer. He's, there's no, he doesn't yeah, care. Yeah, he yeah. does not care. Like if he, he sees it how it is and he's, he's coached some of the greatest players of all time, it doesn't matter how great you are like or how great you think you are. He'll put you straight in your place. Hmm. I reckon so, the worst one I ever got I, got, I got hooked and I walked off and I was that upset and the coach comes up and he goes, he goes, it's not your fault. I said, oh, thanks, mate. He goes, it's my fault for picking you. <laughs> I said, oh, Very good. <laughs> That's a great was, one. I, mate, I never got over it. I That's awesome. That was the end of it. Um, now, the other thing as well. What about, oh, <laughs> I'm going to use that. <laughs> what about um, the Penrith Panthers? Sorry. <laughs> mate, it's still hurtful. Stop Fucking laughing. Oh. It's still hurtful. Um, the Penrith Panthers, basically, they've got the coaches playing, the mascots playing. Yeah. They've got the bloke in the canine. He's having a run. They've, they've rested virtually everyone, which they can afford to do. Yeah. Other sides have probably pulled a couple of players here and there. But they, my, for the most part, the resting, Melbourne have done it a couple of times. Is it good that a side that has got it, they know where they're going to finish? Yeah. And they can give their players a rest and let some young 
players have a go? 100%. Or should they just have a buy round like the AFL do where no one plays and everyone has a week off and then there's no reason for resting? Like, does it devalue no. the game? No, I don't think it devalues the game. I think the only team that's really resting players that is very noticeable is Penrith. The entire Penrith. There's 13 right. players getting rested. <laughs> and those crazy. 13 players deserve a rest. Yeah. This is their third really big campaign mm. into this deep into the semifinals. There's having about they've had about eight to ten rep players, whether it be New Zealand, Australia, New South Wales, or Queensland. They've had big runs, and if a team deserves a break, it's Penrith. Mm. The way they train, they train hard, they train intense, um, and the coaching out there is great. And they deserve a rest. They do deserve a rest, and that week off will, will serve them unbelievably, I reckon, because I think guys like Toto and Ye, Yeo and even um, like Fisher Harris, I'm not sure if there is some Fisher Harris. I think so. Uh, Leota, Leota, Crichton, like even Dylan Edwards. Targo, all, Targo. You know, yeah, Targo, yeah, May, everyone like they all deserve a rest. And these young kids, hey, it's, it's a you watch this team give North Queensland no, a still bit, go right. give North Queensland a bit of a shock. Yeah, because they've been chomping at the bitch trying to get into that get first grade. Yeah, you know, and they just want to prove to that first grade coach. So next man up mentality, someone gets injured, I'm ready. Especially these young forwards, I'm ready. You know what I mean? Like their outside backs, I'm ready. Isn't Ivan having the week off too? He's resting himself. Yeah, Ivan's out. Serraldo's yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> out. He's got all of them. Uh, everyone's out. They're going to bring the Jersey flag coach up. Um, so, yeah, I, I get it. Other teams, I'm not sure how many people are getting rested from... I don't think North Queensland's going to rest anyone. They haven't been going that good. South aren't going to rest anyone. No one, because I don't think anyone is in that position to rest. Well, there's there's a lot of teams that are... That, like, because if Para beat... I think well, Para might rest some players. No, because Para, no? Para, Para have to win. To get a top four. Otherwise, they cop the Roosters or South next week. So they'd rather play Canberra. So they really have mm. to try and beat Melbourne to try. And, so there's a couple of games that still have sort of some bearing. And I mean, if you come and last, you're not going to rest players because you want some points. So, poor old Tigers. What about, <laughs> anyway, we'll talk about the Tigers later. <laughs> Bring the Tigers up. Did they, did they get the spoon? Yeah. Or is it, is it? No, they, they have to get the spoon. Yeah, but isn't it, aren't they both on eight points? Are they what with the Titans? Yeah, but they're on. This way. Well, they could win, maybe. Um, well, both. No, no. Oh, no. oh look at their four and against us. So bad. So bad. Yeah, Tigers have got it. Even if even if they win, they'd have to win by like seventy points. They're not going to do that. So, yeah. oh, Ooh. just quickly before we move on, we'll move, we'll go to the games in a sec. But, mate, what about the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs? Ever since you've arrived there, they're basically the new Roosters. Every time a player comes on the market. You're going to sign him this week. You've got we Ben, Hunt, ben, ben Hunt, Hunt and Munster. Munster, that's a good halves. How good halves? I think uh, Latrell, Cody, Burton, yeah, Kickow. We've got everyone. I think they don't realise that they're getting paid in pesos. <laughs> South Pacific. They don't, they don't know. They don't know. Or Kina. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yes, yeah, so jokes on them. So we'll give you. A, we'll give you a, a million Kina or uh, lira. Lira. <laughs> All right, so the Para versus Storm game is so that actually does have a bearing on 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 the table. So if Parramatta if Parramatta win, then they will finish fifth regardless. If Parramatta lose, then whoever wins out of the Roosters and Souths, I think jumps. I'm going them. to that game. Yeah, yeah, doing some work with the tab. So I'm going to be on Thursday. I'm going to be in Redfern around about ten thirty ish. Like just doing a bit of on the street, talking to people, see, oh, how, yeah. see how they're feeling. And then I'm going to be in Bondi doing the same thing along that along the Esplanade just to see how the feeling is going on the first game and everything oh, like that. Right. Yeah, it'd be fun. It'd be a bit of fun. That'd be good. Yeah. That'd be good. Um, yeah, so I can't wait for that. So, then, and then I'm going to go to the game and probably just, obviously, just do a tour of the whole place and just talk to people, see how the... Because I, I want to go to that game. Well, like, I'm I out just, there. Yeah, Finn, well, I'm taking Finn out. So. Well, tell me where you're sitting. I'll come yeah. and interview you. <laughs> <laughs> I will. You I will. be interviewing me. Thank you. Yes, I will be. Um, this this game, um, I don't know. It's a hard one to pick because Parramatta, when they're good, they're good. And when they're bad, they're awful. Mm. And Melbourne are always good. So, But they're also, they don't have the strike power with the injuries that yeah. they've had. So, Bit of a bogey um, team, but Parramatta always seem to have their measure. Parramatta always seem to beat Penrith and, and Melbourne. Yeah, and, and they're the lose, main ones. They just, they, the, they just don't want to face, face South or the Roosters. Yeah. They're the only ones that they're... 
they're like, fuck South. South have just got the wood on them. Some yeah, teams, do. some teams, they play a certain style that you just hate. Mm. And that left edge of uh of South and uh, Parramatta's right edge, they can't deal with them. No. They just can't. Like, I don't know what they're throwing at them. They just they just can't seem to get their numbers right. You know, Johnson scored, I think, the last, you know, six tries in the last two games. The trails made made them look like kids. Yeah. Cody's just been on fire. You know, like uh, they're going to be hard. They'll be hard to beat Penrith. I mean, um, South. So I don't know. It, it, it's all strategic at the moment. Like they just, they, I know they just don't want to play each other. Yeah. So is there a chance for Power to play South in that first, is that first so, round? So if if the Roosters win, I'm pretty, and Power lose, I'm pretty sure it's Power versus South. No. So Roosters is, Roosters are sixth, but they're the same as Souths. Yeah. And then Power of fifth. Um, but you're looking at it now. Yeah. So Storm are fourth. Yeah. Para fifth. Roosters so if Para sixth, win against the Storm, they come they, fourth. They come, yep. Do they on four and against? No, but like, because they're on 32 points each. Oh, are they? Yeah. So oh, yeah, like, right they, they'll just jump them straight away. Oh, they'll just jump them. Oh, well, there you go. So, well then, but at least they get a second de- They get a second mm. bite of the cherry. So I'm glad I looked at that before I said what I was saying. So before. the Roosters and the Rabbits are on the same. 30 and 30. Yeah. 30. 30 and 30. So who wins that, Will? Roosters and Rabbits? No. Oh. Eels Storm. Oh, the Eels. Eels. I okay. think the Eels get them. Yeah, I right. do. Um, you all right there? Yeah, sorry. Just headbutting. What the are you Bulldogs, I think the Eels will win too. I think that's wrong. I don't think the Storm are favourites. I think the Eels are favourites. Henry's on vacation already, mentally. Uh, mm. The Bulldogs and the Eagles. No, the Eagles. Yeah, the Eels, no, Eels are $2. Storm's one eighty. Are they? Yeah. Oh, there you go. So I don't know how to set a market. Uh, the Bulldogs and the Eagles. The Bulldogs will win that because Manly are woeful. They're paying $1.50, the dogs. Yeah, let's get on them. Yeah, but that's not a good bet. That's <laughs> not a good bet at all. <laughs> $2.60. By the way... Who won last week? We, we need to talk about that. Hey, I didn't even know until I spoke to Bobby. He goes, how good's that? We got up. I said, what are you fucking talking about? He goes... <laughs> Do you know what? The, you bet, know- the bet that we got, I said, no way. So we're not winning 800 bucks. Well, sometimes... For the kids, for the kids, for the kids. Sometimes, the kids. Will, when you win, it's about the glory rather than... I didn't know because I was out all weekend. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, you on. didn't even know. What? What? So it's the glory. You know you won. Oh, you didn't put the bed on. Oh, God. The one time. Oh, fuck. I, I Are you serious? On. Yeah. Yep. I am. I'm sorry. I am sorry. I'm oh. going to donate some money, though. Oh, the you're the worst. But, oh, the one time you win and I forget to do it. And the worst oh. thing was, the worst thing was. Henry, it was 800 bucks. Yeah, 765. So Henry, Henry's basically said to me last week, he goes, hey, so who, I said, I put Will's bets on every week. And then, and then one week I forget and you win. When he sent that message, I was like, yeah, unreal. We've all won. That's so good. And then I checked my account before Zig got here and I was like, I didn't put it on. <laughs> anyway. What do you do? Anyway, hey, you can't do anything What do you it. do? So the Bulldogs will win that. Uh, oh, you're the worst. Let's move on. Let's move on. Thank you. So you? I've won the most money but this year, I reckon. I have. Well, With it, you include yeah, that you one, definitely mate. Have. You We're include including that, that one. one. We're including that one. It's glory, we wow. It's glory. So I was wondering where you're going with glory. I said, no, no, no. Why? Who cares? Yeah, no, it's glory. <laughs> it's glory. It's <laughs> glory. Uh, so the Roosters-Rabbits, that will be a good game. I'm this actually really looking best. forward to seeing the stadium. I tell you what, all the people that came out and they were like, you oh, know, we don't need a new stadium. They'll be the first people there lined up to get into oh, the yeah. joint. I was going to see through. how it's set out. Like, I like how the cricket ground, how, like, Hems has put his little touch on it, that big that big area where you can sit around and you can have a couple of beers, all that kind of stuff. $25 for a beer. $700 for a scooter. <laughs> that sucks. But um, I'll, I'll be interested to see how it's set out. If it's going to be like the old one, is it going to be like, you know, just a totally different vibe? I, got a, I don't know. I got a good mate who works for Venues in South Wales. Hello, Timmy. And he reckons it's unreal. He like he. Who's hooking your tickets up? I'm a member now. So, I knew, well, I knew you'd have something. <laughs> I'm someone. Uh, you got big dog. <laughs> uh, all right. So the Warriors again. No, well, hang on. The Roosters, Rabbitohs. I think the Roosters win that. Oh, I don't know who I backed. Did I back? Who did I back? You backed the rabbits. I did the back. Yeah. Yep. 
but I think the Roosters win, and I know more. Than I just me. think Victor Radley being out. I think he's yeah, been, he's been the catalyst for those and guys. Collins. Absolutely killing everyone. Mm. Lindsay Collins has been busting everyone up and himself and himself, and same as Victor Radley. Yeah. And he's the heart and soul of that team. Hargrave's been outstanding. Big man Matt Lodge been outstanding. Mm. I think it's going to be great. Like Totola and um, uh, the young kid, they got Jai Arrow, um, Hame Sele. Yeah, it's going to be a good battle in the middle there. They'll miss Cook, though. They will miss Cook, the but Rabbits. But um, Harvilli does a good... good. So Harvilli tackles better. Yeah, he does. Harvilli's like a brick. So all he has to do is, like, you know... I mean, he'll probably miss the offload. He won't be as dynamic when, you know... Um, Running out of dummy yard. When uh, Cam Murray's got the offloads and all that kind of shit. But, like, all he has to do is, like, catch it off thing and bang, just shift it. You know what I mean? I think that would be his game plan because he doesn't have the pace, obviously, like Cook. But when Cam Murray's getting those offloads, he'll be going, boom, where the hell are you, Latrell? Where the hell are you, Cody? Yeah. That's what he's going to be doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think I think it has its pluses and minuses. I think, you know, Cook is Cook suspended or is he injured? COVID. Oh, he's got COVID. So he'll be fine next week or the week after. But yeah, yeah. I don't think they really lose that much. I think he would have been fine this week. I but honestly don't think they'll lose that much without Havili coming on. Because I rate him. I reckon he's been outstanding all year. The Warriors and the Titans. Oh, God. Titans. You know what? You know what I hate about the Titans as well, now that I think about it? I was sitting there cheering the Titans on on Sunday because your bet was going to get up. And now I wish Newcastle had dusted them by 100. Yeah, same. Because then I wouldn't have had to have that conversation. So I hate the Titans even more now. I hate to get flogged. Um, I think think the Warriors are going to win. Last game at Mount Smart, I told you how hard they are to beat over there. Yeah, and the drums will be out. It'll be it'll be insane. I mean, they've had a hard they've had a hard couple they've had a hard three years, and just ended on a good note. Congratulations! And then, and then they the can start too. fresh next year, fresh everything coaching. Was Brownie still new there? Players. Brownie still there? So not new coaching. <laughs> no, he's got. No, he's. Brownie's he gone. Brownie's gone. Oh, Brownie's gone. Now so, Stacey Jones, the interim so, coach, and then there's a bloke from Penrith next year. Oh, Webb. so Webby. Webster, yeah, yeah, so yeah, Andrew yeah. Webster's going to go. So good luck to Andrew Webster. He's been good. I've known him for about 10 or 15 years. Great person, great kid. Um, knows his footy. Hopefully he goes over there. It's going to be hard to change that. I mean, he's a young. He's still a young coach, young coach, but hopefully he can bring some of those um, Penrith morals, ethics, how to play, same sort of system, just that real hard-nosed football. And if they overcomplicate shit, they're just fucking hard men. Mm. They are. I thought it was a Blake Wrights for the Herald that was coaching him. Uh, so, <laughs> Broncos and the Dragons. I actually love that Andrew Webster. He's a really good writer. No, Webby's, so, yeah, he's an unreal bloke. Webby's a champion. Yeah. Um, you, did you think it was... Oh, yeah, I, know, I, was I know it. I only just got it then. Uh, Shout out to Webby. He's the best journo in Australia. Uh, I am. Love having a beer with I'm him. I'm a journo. So, the Dragons and the Broncos, surely... Net Strata Jubilee Stadium. I reckon St. George win. I honestly do. I just think... Broncos are cooked. Yep. I just don't... I reckon they've done. Last week just tore their hearts out. I don't care. But what happens if they do win? Do they get in the eight? No, they have to win by... The Canberra have to lose. So Canberra have to lose against the Tigers. Which could happen. I mean, it could happen. It's that Leichhardt Oval last last game. This is where this is where people really don't understand. It's just like, okay, we know you've been playing pretty shit all year, but it is your last game. There's going to be players leaving, all that sort of shit. But then on the flip side, Canberra's got a top eight spot to deal with. So I think that trumps you leaving the club, Tarmel, and all these other guys that are leaving, because Canberra have that extra extra bit to play for. I understand you. Lo- I mean, it's different if you're not making the eight at all. Mm-hmm. Who gives a shit? It's just whoever can turn up and just, you know, put that extra effort in. If you're talking about, you know... Um, the Titans game. You know, the, the, and the, the Titans and whoever, yeah. whoever they're playing. Titans and Warriors. It's like whoever turns up on the day and puts that extra effort in. But when it's when it comes to a team who's got their balls on the line and, they, and they'll know, because they'll know, like, if the Broncos beat the Dragons, they get to wait till Sunday and put everything on the line. Yeah. That's what I mean. That's the beauty of it. So I just don't think Canberra's going to lose. What about Cowboys Panthers? This this would have been a great game, but you got Panthers Reggies. That's I reckon. Can, I reckon. Pan, I'm, I'm going to be going Cowboys because they should win. Fuck, they should man. have a lot. Um, you know the Pan, the Panthers will be all right. They'll be they'll be solid, but they just you know they just won't have the quality that the Cowboys have got. And the Cowboys need to really show some people that they're fair income. 
yeah, the last they couple of weeks, yeah, they got they've win. been they've been beaten pretty, you know, quite convincingly. It's so good like, for the Panthers too because no one expects them to win. So if they come man, out, they're going to they go flogged. up there. They're going to go up there with an ambush, and you know what? Regardless, it's going to be physical. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're going to try and bash the Cowboys mm. legally, of course. So they've of battled course. for that next week. Mm. Like so, you're going to go up there with a bunch of hitters. Yeah, and make sure that make sure you know Tal Malolo's feeling it. Make sure like. You know, like uh, all the younger kids, the back rowers, everyone, everyone's going to feel it. So Penrith have that team, man. Penrith have those young kids that, that they can hit. The Knights and the Sharks. The Sharks win that. Old boys day up there. They, yeah. usually, they usually have a good turnout. It'll be a great turnout. How I'm many not, do they have, Old Boys Day? Have just one. Just one, is just it? Just one, yeah. So I'm not sure if I'm going to go up there. I'm not sure I'm doing this week. Um, it's 2 o'clock on a Sunday. Fuck. I'd have to catch the Red Rattler up there. Um, yeah, I just don't. I don't think the Knights can beat the Sharks. No, the Sharks have got two. You won't be going. It is. Oh, it is Father's Day too. Yeah, yeah, yeah shit, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, and Tigers Raiders. Can I just tell you when you probably would have been in the cocoon of hatred at that point by Sunday afternoon, but uh, there was a dropout. So Tigers are in front. Dragons drop it out. And the poor West Tigers winger, he's standing in the 10-metre line. So the, the ball's short. And I don't know why he was standing in the 10, but he's standing in the 10 and he lets the ball hit his foot. I was just, why? I watched that and I was like, why would you, like if I was coaching my 13s and someone did that, I'd be like, what, you're a first-grade footballer. Let's just give like a little happen? bit of a shout-out to the people that are playing on Friday night that won't be in the eight, Bulldogs, Eagles, the Warriors and Titans on the Saturday. St. George, maybe the Broncos, the Knights. Take care of each other on the weekend because obviously it's Mad Monday and there's a lot of shit going on, a lot of pressure in society against you NRL players. Just make sure shit's private. Don't be fucking stupid. Put your and phone do dumb shit. Put your phone away. Be street smart. Do I have to spell it out for you? Just don't be so dumb and think that you're not going to get caught doing dumb shit. This is the time of year where they're going to get you and they're going to look for you. You're in a pub doing stupid shit. If you're doing everything else, you know what I mean? If you're in the public eye, expect something. The expect a phone. You know what it. I mean? Like, just yeah. lock it down. Lock it down in a pub somewhere so no one else can get in but the group. Put your phones in a fucking hat. Mm. Grow up for fuck's sake because it hits us all. We are hit with the same brush all the time. Grow the fuck up. Well said, Elder Statesman Mason. Jesus. Uh, I think the Raiders will win that. But anyway, there's some, there's some good games and there's a couple of games that are basically just leading and they're keeping the players from Mad Monday. So yeah. I don't think... But I mean, it's going to be a big campaign playing on that Friday. If you can get to Sunday. <laughs> Whew. Willie's Big Boys. All right, Willie's Big Boys. Um, this week, I thought they were outstanding. There's a couple of new faces on there. Um, so my first vote goes for Sean Lane. One point. Did you see that kid on the weekend? Oh, he's so good. He was outstanding. So good. Played like a big man on that left edge. It was like he was untouchable. Um, he was he was he was surely like, he was outstanding. He was the best player on the field, and and I thought Junior Paulo was outstanding. I thought Campbell Gillard was outstanding. I thought they played really some really good football. But I think I can't go past Lane. I mean, he, he is a big boy. He's like six foot six and about one hundred and ten kilos. So it's not like he's on the back row just doing in the back row doing nothing. Um, anyway, so two votes goes to James Fisher Harris. I just yeah. The dude's a machine. I think he's just putting up numbers that are just crazy. I think it's like eighteen hit ups, hundred ninety meters gained. Um, I think who 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 Penrith play on the weekend? So they play uh, Penrith beat uh, on. I think Friday they beat the Warriors. Night. Was yeah, it the Warriors? the Warriors? Yeah, and I just even though the Warriors aren't that good on the table, they are still a very very physical team. Three points, newcomer on the table, Matt Lodge. He's been playing his best football of his career, yeah, hasn't he? He has. And who did they play? They played. They played Melbourne, and which yeah. Melbourne were on? That was one of the most brutal games I've seen for ages. Matt Lodge and and um, Hargraves and Takayaho led the way. Um, Victor Radley, you know these blokes. Lindsay Collins, you know. I mean, I think Lindsay Collins got another head knock. Was that right? Or uh, was he injured? He got suspended. Suspended. Yeah, he did a hip drop. 
Um, yes, yes. Fuck. I mean, they just got to get that out of their game. They need, they need to understand. There should be a rule. If you lose your legs, so if you go into the tackle, if you lose your legs onto your knees, it's an automatic, automatic penalty because you know you're going to be dropping your hips on the back of his legs. So you've got to be able to keep your feet. You can rule that you can, if they change the rules to this and you've got to keep your feet if you come in third man in, you will not be hip dropping. Yep. If you keep your legs. But if you fall on the ground and you're trying to do that, like people pushing this way and this way, if you don't have your legs, like you could fall over your hips. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's just it's just a stupid thing. You've got to change your technique. Um, yeah, so Lodge gets my three points. I thought he was outstanding, especially against like guys like Big Sofa Solomon. I thought he was outstanding. Bromwich, they had some big boppers out there as well. Um, so that's uh, the leaderboard for the big boys at the moment. Campbell Gillard's on 11. Fisher Harris Jr. Paulo second on. Well, Fisher Harris will get two. So Fisher Harris got two. He might be up so... to fifteen now. I'll check. Did he that. not do the numbers? God, you're well, hopeless. He... <laughs> Fucking Henry. Um, so I think Fisher Harris might be on. I think equals, he's one behind. I think he might be on fifteen. Yeah, I think he's Junior Paul is on fourteen. Campbell Gillard on eleven, but we'll fix that next week. Um, anyway, so what are the bets this week? All right. Even though, like, mine. All right. So, your bet is Manly Seagulls with six and a half start. Uh, New Zealand Warriors and Gold Coast Titans to be, oh, high point scoring, 56 and a half. St. George to win with three and a half start. And North Queensland Penrith to be over 47 and a half. So, Mm. that is paying... 15 bucks. And I will 100% make sure that goes on this week, William. He's so disappointing. Promises. I'm telling Bobby. And then the producer has gone para, roosters, souths. What? Para, souths. How can Sydney how can, how can he have Sydney roosters and then South Sydney Rabbitohs versus North Queensland? Oh, that's one. That's from last week. So Craig hasn't put Craig hasn't put one in yet. The producer hasn't put one in. Make I've, one up for I'm him. I'm reading it. We'll make one up. I haven't done it either because I couldn't be bothered. I'm still hurting from the whole mm. non-bet. You should be. I know. I know. Should be. I know. It's not. You know, good. I love winning. Like when well, I don't won. even mean. You did win. I mean, <laughs> did you win though, Will, or did the bloke putting the bets on? No, for no, no, you? no, Bobby. no. You, I ask for the bet, all right? <laughs> so I win. All right, you win. You win. And then the tipping, um, para, I've gone para, dogs, roosters, titans, <coughs> broncos, cowboys, sharks, raiders. You've gone para, dogs, south, New Zealand, St. George, cows, sharks, Canberra. Yep. Producers a knob. He's a soft, privileged knob, so we're not reading his out. Got a few Twitter questions for us too, Will, this week. Um, which I will now yeah, read give out. It to me. So Anton, our mate from Queensland, he was from New Zealand. I love him, actually. He's a very funny human. So after three seasons of eating shit on the road, the Warriors <laughs> have only been given nine games at Mount Start next year. You'd think a few teams would have taken a home game to New Zealand somewhere so the Warriors don't have to. It doesn't feel like the NRL has really done enough. I totally agree. And I think, um, I'm not sure, is this, is this locked in? So it's a member email. It's so a member's email. Yeah, so so I, I'm not. I'm pretty sure a couple of NRL teams will take their games over to New Zealand. We did it this year. Yeah. I think. I think we've done. Yeah, we have done. We we done one this year. So I think. Uh, I think a lot of teams, man, they're not going to forget what New Zealand did for the NRL. At the end of the day, they kept it afloat. You know, they did keep it afloat the way that they they come over here for three years. They living out of hotels. They had no family support. They had nothing. Um, and they survive. So hopefully next year they can get back there and clubs can do them a solid, man. Like, come on, go go over there. Like, and, you know, look how much look how much money the Warriors would have lost. Or play you know at what I mean? like, doesn't have to play be Play at Shirts, play at Wellington. Yeah. Just like, just be in New Zealand. Get the game over in New Zealand more. It needs to be there. It's obviously lost, you know, in the last three years. We haven't had many games there, but come on. I'm, and I'm pretty sure, just have some faith, mate. I think a lot of teams, a few teams will, will take will take one of their games over there. So I reckon, I reckon they could end up with like 15 home games. And from the NRL's perspective too, the, the All Blacks for the first time in, like 
Ian Foster now, the coach of the All Blacks, they want to string him up over there. He's got to get a police guard to have a shit. And so it's time to strike. If if you look at where rugby union is going to be at the weakest, they've lost more games than they've won this year, which yeah. I can never remember. So I think it's a good time for them. To... I don't think I, I can't remember either. That's no. ridiculous. Like for, for New Zealand to be even in this position where they've, I mean, the, I mean, the All Blacks be in this position where, you know, they're calling for the coach's head and they've they've lost what they lost two they lost two tests in a row and it was the end of the world. Yeah, I know. It's like, well, strike while the iron's hot. Take as many games as you can to New Zealand. Thank fuck I'm not playing, so go over to New Zealand <laughs> as long as you can. As many as you can. Get all the teams over there. Play the Anzac test over there. Play a World Cup warm-up over there. Do everything. You used to love playing in but New I Zealand. But I did. I used to love playing in New Zealand. Did you though? It, I know, I did, test-wise. Well, you didn't like test playing against wise. the Warriors. Coming yeah, but the Vince. Warriors were so... Mate, when, I don't think you understand how physical those games were, man. Like when we used to play against the Warriors, ain't the Warriors that the fucking... that they're dishing out now. You try and go against Monty Beetham and Jerry Cicero and fucking Alan Guttenbeel and dudes that were just animals, man. Like, it was... And I'm a young kid... Just try and do my best with the whole team, try and take my head off. Yeah, it was good. Which made made me made me play better. Yeah. It did. It honestly did. We had a really good team. We had some fucking great battles at Mount Smart, man. Like if you go look back in those early two thousands when they had a they had some some heavy hitters, man. So did we. So we're both top four top four teams, man. Some really good memories on the field, off the field, mate. Like I can't I can't honestly complain. Because even though I whinge about going to fucking New Zealand, you just don't like travelling on a plane. I don't like sitting on a plane for three or four hours. I've got yeah. two hours max in me. Yeah. ADHD, I'm done. I'm going to get up and fucking walk around. You know what I mean? And I'm not one of those blokes who can just sleep the whole way. No. I can't. I'm awake the whole way. Mm. Maybe it's a little bit different now. I could watch like an iPad or some shit like that. Then I'll get bored and I'll probably just annoy you the whole time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but that's the only reason why I don't like going over there. And you come back battered and hungover. I remember it ain't that fun. When we went, and I mean that's everyone's. So I keep saying all the time that's everyone's memories of playing in New Zealand. It's just like, well, you get over there. It's you playing right now. Gold Coast are playing there right now. You know, they wouldn't be rather playing on the Gold Coast. No, you got to travel all the way over there. Usually, it's about six o'clock flight on the way over there, and you kept spend a couple of days, and then it's a six o'clock flight on the way home, which which means that you're up at three thirty, getting to the airport at four. So come on, do the math. Do what we used to do when we were overseas, which was get on the piss and no sleep, and then you fucking get on the plane and you come home. Mm. Then you wake up and you're in Australia, what the hell happened? <laughs> I'm so sore. You know what I mean? Like everything just hits you at one time. And like it's yeah, that that's what I mean by I don't want to go to fucking New Zealand. Yeah, I know. But I, I love New Zealand. That's what you gotta understand. I love it. Especially in the summertime when we had the Auckland Nines over there. It was beautiful. Everybody got to see that what the Warriors, what I mean, what the New Zealand was like in the summer. Everyone changed their whole perspective on it. Eden Park, 50,000 for two days. You know, shout out to Juco Events. Best, best two days ever. You know what I mean? Do what you want. Everyone was over there. They paid everybody. Everyone was having so much fun. 28 degrees every day. Like packed out Eden Park. Eden Park, 50,000 every day. Dude, no one does that. Do they? Unless it's Union. That's right. I did. I did. I was ambassador. I did it. I did it. You were the, the worst injury you got at, at that stadium was when your brother sat on your head out the front. When, 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 Les, when me, Les. me and Les had WrestleMania fucking 53 out, outside and the cops thought I was getting bashed by some... It's like two big silverbacks having a fight. <laughs> it was just a wrestling match and he nearly broke my wrist. He did. Uh, and also, I remember coming back from Papua New Guinea when we flew over to Papua New Guinea with King Kez and I reckon those little mini bottles of white wine mm. and the hostess just gave up with us pressing the button and just left about 20 <laughs> she just there you some. go just have some. that was quite the trip home alright so Jay Ross wants to know what does Brent Naden have to do to be picked at centre I don't know what position do you play you wing, the wing well, who's, yeah. his, who's their centres uh, I honestly I honestly think he's a winger he maybe wants to, to be honest I mean he probably wants to play centre but I think he um, he's got a few things to learn I think he's got some natural talent like Brent Naden, he's got a, he's got a lot of things, but he's got a lot of things to fix up as well. Like defensively, like he needs to obviously he needs another preseason with the Tigers so he can get some continuity going on. Centers and wingers have got to be on the same page, and even and even the guy that's um, on his on his inside, which would be a seven or a six, he's been in and out of the team, so you don't really know. There's no continuity in between his winger, center, and halfback. So they need that. That's what pre-seasons are for. They need to be on the same page. He can play winger. He can play center. He can play fullback. He, the kid can just play. But I'm not sure whether he's a center or a winger. I just know he's a footballer. And 
he just needs to keep work, learning on his keep keep working on his craft, working on his craft, and then maybe one day he can he can be a centre because I think he can play both. Imagine if you wanted to play a position and then yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if, if Nade has come out and said I want to play centre, or is this guy just want Naden to play centre? And I think this, I think Jay wants him to play centre. Clarify, and then yeah, you got to clarify that shit, and then and then you can't, and your side comes last. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, all right, here we go. Con, good on you, Con. Uh, I love the gladiatorial. Oh, here we go, making big words. Physicality, Con. This is it's. This is these are big words for me. And intensity of games, like the one we saw between East and Melbourne, JWH versus NAS. I reckon yeah. viewers are attracted to this type of game rather than the sanitized version of the game. Some sections of the media are pushing for your thoughts. Yeah, I I I, I love what you're saying, and I thought everybody who watched that game was just going, damn. That's how rugby league's supposed to be played. One biggest guy versus the other biggest guy taking each other on legally. was no high shots, nothing like that. It was just aggressive. There wasn't any fights. It was just pushing and shoving going along. Do you know what I mean? I thought, I thought that was awesome. I mean, like the young bull, big Nas taking on the old bull, and he got handled. Yeah. Didn't he? He did. J-Dub got him. Got him perfect one around there. I just think the <laughs> after we went – Hargraves just couldn't help but try and rip his face <laughs> off. And I don't know if he was headbutting him or kissing him. I'm not sure what it was. Kissing. I'll just say he was kissing him on the forehead. Um, you know, and I just don't th- I don't just I don't don't think it got it deserved to be sent off. I mean, like I get it. It was it's an aggressive game. You got two bull big men going at it. Like everybody who loves rugby league loved that whole loved that game. Everyone loved it. Everyone was messaging each other on every single fucking forum. You know what I mean? Twitter was going off. They were all raving about it. Even like I'm on that many chat groups with like other people. Oh, good, how good rugby league? And these guys are AFL fans and union fans and PK, all those other blokes yeah, going, yeah. how good's this? Like what a great game. Everything was so complimentary. And they were like, what the fuck did you get sent off for? So I don't know. I said, I, I honestly don't know. Like they're asking me from my like expert opinion. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe it was just, they just don't want that in the game anymore. Like, why did he get sent off for? I don't know. Was it back chat? Was it like just because he just went along too much with it on the ground? Was it too aggressive? You know, maybe it was just that legal hit and then just sort of, you know, sat on him and, I don't know, and then got off and it would have been fine. But I think tempers were boiling. You know, you can see uh, Victor Radley coming in. You see everyone pushing, 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 pushing. Everyone was ready to go. I mean, if that was 10 years ago, they would have fired off straight away. So I'm not sure. I'm I'm with you, mate. I I like seeing games like that, and I thought it was played fair. I just don't think it deserved deserved a send-off for 10. They love sending him off, though. Uh, And so Trident, I wonder if that's a brag for Trident. (laughs) Uh, he wants to know, was Sonny Bill better at league or union? It's a good question. It is a good question. I think um, I think he had his peak in league when he was hitting like a truck, the skill set that he had. I think league uh, union might have sanitised the way that he played because he couldn't shoulder charge, he couldn't – he had to hit legally, you know, so that took his ferocity, ferocity out of his tackles and he couldn't really like – proper hit someone like he was in league, you know, when he was hitting shoulder charges and stuff like that. So um, I think it took a little bit out of him and, you know, playing in the centres where he, I mean, you couldn't stop his his creativity with his offloads and everything like that, but he had to really change his game up. And it's credit to Sonny how he did it. For sure, yeah. You know, like he, he, it didn't take him that long to adapt. The kid's just a freak. He understands the game. He understands how to beat people. If it's three on three down a short side, he'll somehow make it, him like he'll, he'll somehow make it an, an extra man, on one. you know. Like it's just him. He'll 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 show inside. He'll look outside. He can he can come he can come on the that way that way any any way he wants, and he can. Uh, he's the skill set that, that that kid has is is phenomenal. And for him to be, but I think you know four five six seven eight, and then he come back about 12, 13, 14. I mean like 13, 14, 15 ish. You know thirteen fourteen, he was outstanding. Yeah, he was, and I think league suits him more because he's more aggressive. Yeah, and he can he can sort of pick and choose, and it's not as structured as union is, where you have to get to certain places, and he can't really push that ball because you have got to set the, the breakdown mistakes, and yeah. the mistakes and the field position and all that kind of stuff. So he really bought into that when he went to union, and he was just a pro's pro, and um, yeah, he was outstanding at both. But I think you know playing with him for four years, I think I saw the best Sonny Bill version. You know, four, five, six, seven. It was like, whew, never seen anything like it. Well, here you go. What do you reckon he liked more? Has he ever spoken to you? Oh, yeah. I don't think he hadn't really said it to me, but I mean, I think I think he 
enjoyed league probably the most. Probably yeah. his fond, fondest memories coming through the system in three, four, five, six, seven with with the people that he come through with myself and Rennie and Tong and Roy and all those sort of blokes, JT and and everyone everyone like that. We had a real brotherhood there, and it's still it's still there now. So I think he really enjoyed his time at at the Bulldogs for those you know five or six years when he was. You know, I think he was down. I think he come down like oh two. So oh two three four five six seven eight. So that's 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 where you you grow up. Same as when I come down ninety eight, ninety nine, two thousand one, two three, four, five, six, seven. I was there. Mm. You know. So when you grow up around those boys and you train together, you sweat together, you bleed together, all those kind of things. You know, when you're a young kid, not even playing first grade, all that means, all these memories just come flooding back to those moments when you're old and when you're old and you're retired and it's all done. I think he, he probably he reflects back on that as maybe the funnest time of his career. Because, mm. you know, even talking to him, he's always talking about, remember, remember in 06? And I'm like, fuck, I'm trying to forget that shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, anyway, he's had yeah. a terrific career. Yeah, so God. thank you to everyone for tuning in. We're on all the things, Spotify's, Spotify's Apple's. Rate and review. I know what that is now, rating and reviewing. They, what is it? They put, like, reviews of us. Do that. Say we're good. And thumbs up or a star or something. Yeah, thumbs up, I think. Double thumbs up. And I'll see you... Just tell the truth. ...Friday night. Yeah, I will. I'll see you then. <laughs> Bye. I'll be following Willie Moore and Moore. A water in the NRL. As Willie Mason... I've forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25-minute man. Fuck. Oh, you got skills, son. Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. You've been listening to The Take with Willie Mason and co-host Ian Byrne. Produced by Craig Trewick, recorded and engineered by Zig Parker of Green Room Sydney, and presented by the Handshake Media Network.